Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One-game suspension. That is the word from the NBA. A one-game suspension for Rondell. And Cedric Maxwell joins us live on the telephone right now. You uh, you pretty much called this yesterday, right? No, you said one-game suspension. That is, gentlemen. You know, I, I, I thought that would happen when Rondell bumped into him. I did a little investigation for EEI, and I went a little bit further. I saw Ron in the lobby of the hotel after the game, and I said, um, yo, bully. He's like, bully? He said, Max, I, didn't, I did not mean to go into him like that. He stopped short. I tripped over the back of his foot, and I bumped into him. So did he think he was going to be suspended last night when you saw him in the lobby? Um, no, he didn't, he didn't know, but I think he, I think he felt like he was. And it was uh, one of those points where I, I think that, you know, uh, automatic suspension was going to come um, with it. You know, coming short or not, I think because, you know, if Mark's uh, stopped in front of him and just like you drive in the car and you hit somebody, you know, hit behind because they stopped short, sometimes it's your fault. I think in this case, because he was pursuing the referee, I thought that they were, they were going to make that call. Then after you saw him in the lobby, where'd you go after that? <laughs> Excuse me? What was that? What was that last We're just trying to check on your uh, nightlife, wondering. that's all. What were you doing? What did you do last night in Atlanta? Oh, nothing. It's Actually, a bucket. Last, night, last night in Atlanta, I just went to my room, and uh, sure you I went to sleep because I was actually Please. getting prepared because I was driving to Charlotte. Right. I'm in Charlotte, came up here to see my son and some of my family. Oh, good. There you go. Good. A little that's side trip. The, I, the, I, night, I, the I, night before, I went to a strip club. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> at least you're being... Yeah. Okay. you want to get to that part, Mike. Right. At least you're being honest that's about it, Mike. We'll talk about that off the air. We'll talk about that off the air. Mike, I think you have an agenda, but go ahead. Listen, Max. I apologize for that a long time ago. Come on. I got it. The thing is that Rondo could be telling the total truth, that he had no intention of being able to bump the guy, though his chest kind of pops out when he when he does it. The fact is you can't put yourself in that position to Absolutely. be able to do it, especially when earlier in the season you were suspended for two games for throwing a, a, a ball at, at an official. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that Rondo's smart enough. And when I talked to him, he said, Max, I was in the heat of battle. And he felt like, you know, the call before that Mark had made uh, that was off Josh Smith. A ball went off his out of bounds play, hand, right? And he then that that was shown to be correct. And then and that basically and then the next play down, it should probably have been a jump ball, uh, you know, because the guys had tied the ball up for a minute. So I, I thought that so Rondo said, you know, he just felt that you know he was in the heat of battle and he got upset and he was you know out of control. Do you feel like the uh, Celtics, even with this loss in Game One and the loss of Rondo in Game Two, you think like the Celtics have control of this series, or or do you look at it and say uh, this is so significant that you give the advantage to the Hawks series? Well, obviously, obviously it's an advantage to the Hawks, but in a short period of time, in a short series like this, in a short period of time, even if you lose a star, 
uh, I think that you can continue on and actually uh, sometimes you perform better. I think they'll rally around him. It, a lot depends on, look, look look what happened last night. I think that, you know, really, I think the Celtics seemed like they were too rested. You think of Paul Pierce, how he played in that game, and what the Celtics did from the three-point line. You know, close your eyes, tell me how many they made. Zero. Didn't make right. a shot last night from the three-point line. And if they shoot decent from the three-point line, or even poorer, just poor, poor, I mean, they were in a position where they could have still won that basketball game. Well, it's also early in the series, Max. It's game two being played down there in Atlanta. And big deal, if you go 0-2 in a series, you're still playing the next two at home. Mm-hmm. And I think they win both of those games back here at the at, at the Garden. And then you end up with a three-game series. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's going to be like that. It, and, and I think that nobody's panicking over there with the Celtics. I think they have experience. Uh, but you would have liked to have won that game and taking control of that series last night. I think if you – and I always say, that you know, it, a series does not start until somebody loses at home. So it's obvious the Celtics have to, you know, win a game on Atlanta's floor. And uh, if they want to, uh, you know, win this, uh, win this series, I, I don't, think they're capable of doing that. Well, the one thing you've got to love, and you didn't see it last night. I agree with that. But you're going to see it before the series is over is KG opposite Jason Collins. Now, this 28-year-old rookie, Ivan Johnson, he, mm-hmm. he comes out today and he said, Garnett, he's a dirty player. He gives me a lot of elbows, and I can handle that. Ooh. A dirty player. A 28-year-old rookie who's been playing in the D-League mm-hmm. is calling KG a dirty player. He's backing up Jason Collins. Now, you tell me, how do you think that's going to play with KG in the games well, to come. I think KG will be upset by it, but if I was, let me call it, it like this. Michael, you like this one, the black guy doing this. Let me call a spade a spade here, okay? Easy. Uh, I think in this situation with KG, I think that, you know, he is a little dirty. He does do these things, and he does them really to kind of get under the skin of, of opposing players. I mean, Carlos Boozer did the same thing the other day uh, in the series. You know, against Philadelphia, got a little elbow at the end of a play, and Kevin does the same thing all the time to players. During my particular era, Glenn, you know, KG would have really had to do a lot more fighting than whooping now because, you know, when you do those things right now, not a guy out there is going to throw a punch at nobody else. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, hold on. This is a kid who's 28 who had his own anger issues in college. I mean, right. It's not a smart thing for this kid to say. I, all I'm saying is all you're doing is you're playing right into KG. Well, and and that is one thing that KG likes. He likes the fact. Didn't didn't this kid get didn't this kid get tossed out of like the Korean league or something like that, Max? You know what? Kids are going and, and a kid like that who has some anger in him, you know, sometimes I like that. I like the fact he was physical and you know, in a game like this. You know, I, I think it's an emotional game. Everybody talks about, you know, you can't do all these things. Well, you do what you have to do for your team to try to get, you know, get everybody riled up. And maybe that's his way. But, you know, look what he did. He was effective last night. He rebounded the ball, made some steals. He was tough on the inside. You know, I like what he did as, as a player. You know, Max, there's been a lot of commentary today on Rondo. Should he have done it? Shouldn't he have? Should he be suspended? Shouldn't he be suspended? Back and forth. But I guess the second place story here, and in some cases the first place story, is the officials and how bad they are. Uh, a couple of questions. One, do you think the officials are bad now in the league, and how would you compare the officials 
now to when you played? I, you know what? I think that they're a lot more scrutinized uh, than they ever were before. Uh, one thing that it probably, you know, you're able to do less now as a player because you, during my particular era, all you had was like, you know, two sets of eyeballs on you. Now you got three sets. So it is different, you know, there's a lot more coverage. Uh, you know, things are done a little bit different. Uh, you know, they're scrutinized to a big degree. I don't think the officiating is particularly horrible. You know, I'm, I'm not on Tommy's side with that. There are some calls that, you know, put you in a position that you will lose the game. But let's look at it this way. The Celtics should not have been in that position if they had shot the ball a little bit better. I think more than anything, Michael, to me, it was seemed like the Celtics had too much risk. You know, when you look at Paul Pierce and Kevin, the way they came out early in that game, they never got the rhythm until maybe the second half. And so I think some of it they can kind of blame on themselves with maybe just having too much rest. Well, they didn't get back in defense at all early on, and Atlanta had a lot of easy baskets early on in the game, Mac. Yeah. I mean, the transitions were there, and Atlanta essentially did what they wanted to do. I mean, they rebounded, they ran the ball, shot the ball. They Look, Joe Johnson missed a million yeah. wide-open jump shots that he normally would stick in your face. Paul Pierce missed a lot of shots, which he would normally stick in your face. So between those two guys alone, I think the, the play is going to improve for, for definitely both teams. If you're Doc Rivers and you know you got no Rondo for game two, what's your starting five? Uh, you know what? Avery Bradley is going to be one, and I think a lot depends on what happens with Ray, if Ray is going to come back or not. You know, Ray has going, been going through his routines, trying to get back. Hopefully he'll be able to come back. You're talking about going in, in that position of going 0-4-11 last night. I think you look at Ray Allen as one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time, and it, it is one of those positions you would have loved to have had him. It really hurts in this series. You're right. Especially in this series, it really hurts. Yeah, because you got a guy who extends the floor for you. And they essentially, what the Celtics were last night, they were a one-arm fighter. When they needed a three, the only one that was going to shoot it, essentially you knew one for the Celtics was maybe Petrus is going to have one late, but it was essentially going to be with Paul Pierce. You didn't, were not punching with your left and right. You were swinging with your right hand. And, and that is the easiest way to defend a team is when they only have become one-dimensional. This series going seven games? No, no. I think it goes six games. I like the Celtics, and I like the Celtics even more in this next game uh, because I think they will. I think they will play with a, little, a lot more anger. I think they'll come out with a more of a sense of urgency. I think they'll do that. And one thing I really love about them was what they were doing on the bus last night. Uh, after the game, they were talking about basketball, and they were in the back. And KG was saying, "Well, do this, and then I'll get the rebound here. And if you do this, I'll do that." And you know, look, if when they've out rebounded teams and they've, they've done that here in the last couple of weeks, they win games. They were not good on the boards. They didn't shoot the ball well. And they still came within points of winning that game late with a good surge. Well, that performance certainly got their attention, and even more so with no uh, Rondo. Max and Grandy will have it tomorrow night for you. Uh, back to the family. Enjoy your uh, your time off here, Max. And, you know, and by the way, Max, uh, there's a there's a job opening in Charlotte. You can work for Michael Jordan. I mean, since you're there, why don't you just contact Michael and say I'm in town. Give me a job interview. I can coach the Bobcats. Well, 
Well, I was doing something else, Michael. The other day when I was in the club, I was making it rain. <laughs> I'm sure you were. It was a. It was good that, that Michael. Jones, that man Jones not behind. <laughs> it was good that Michael Jordan found out what really happened to the Bobcats this year when he let uh, Paul Silas go today. He finally wow. figured it out. He finally figured wow. out what went wrong. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See you, buddy. Take, right, it take it easy. Cedric right, Maxwell right here on The Big Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.